Hello, and welcome to Seize the Day. My name is Jake Whistler, and I'm a first-year Coastal and Marine Systems Master's student in the Nicholas School of the Environment at Duke University. On this episode of Seize the Day, we are going to hear from then-first-year Coastal and Marine Systems students during a group visit to the Duke University Marine Lab. Students in the Coastal Concentration of the Master's program spend their first year on Duke's main campus in Durham and their second year at the Marine Lab in Beaufort, North Carolina. So for some of these interviewees, the visit was the first time they had been to the lab. Our Seize the Day team joined them at an evening oyster roast with audio recorders in hand. I found the substance of these interviews particularly interesting, as I have personally wondered what motivates my peers to pursue this degree. Conservation science and environmentalism can be pretty dismal subjects to pursue. It feels like the outlook gets more and more bleak with every passing year as the ramifications of global warming are progressively more widely felt. And it can be frustrating to understand what changes need to be made to protect our environment, but knowing that progress might not be happening quickly enough, whether in the private sector or in public policy. I know I personally have been becoming a little bit more jaded in regards to all of this as time has gone on, but I still have some hope that we can turn things around and start taking better care of our planet. That being said, I'm just one man, so let's allow the Coastal and Marine Systems cohort to speak for themselves on what motivates them and why they decided to pursue a career as an environmental professional in the first place. Why in the world do you want to work as an environmental professional? What is your motivation? Hmm. I think the environment, I mean, A, it underpins literally every aspect of our existence. Um, and so I think that it's really important to understand and is like a, is a, you know, a constant foundation to every other question in the entire world. But I also think that the environment is really fascinating because it, there's a lot of conflict that, associate, that is associated with it. The constant conflict that is the human need to use resources, but also the need, the inherent need or the human need to conserve those resources into the future. And so I think that there are just a lot of like intellectually interesting questions I find as well. I want to work as an environmental professional because I just think the earth has so much value in so many different ways. And not only is protecting the environment in general central to human survival, but um, I think that nature just enriches our, enriches our lives in so many ways. And it has been such a joy throughout my life that I want to contribute to protecting it for future generations. I kind of think of it as a, there are separate stages that I want to achieve so that I can ultimately get to the goal of um, having a broad range of experience in environmental topics so that I can effectively communicate them to the public or to policymakers so that they can make the best decisions possible when it comes to um, the environment. So I want to first get that uh, get that environmental knowledge and then apply that to decision making. I want to work in this field because I, as I got older, I realized the connection between helping people and helping the environment and how all of those systems are so intertwined. And so I want to work in the environmental field so that I can make our planet better and healthier and also the communities and people that live here. Well, I grew up on Long Island, like surrounded by water. So I think I got really interested in that from a young age and I wanted to do something to make some kind of change in the world. So I chose the environment as it's the biggest um, challenge facing our generation. And I guess my motivation is I think it deserves to be here in the future. 
My motivation comes from where I grew up. I grew up in a very coastal environment, and I'm very passionate about the people who live there and the environment that is there. And um, yeah, that's kind of my motivation. I want to work as an environmental professional because Iron, our environment is something that I've always treasured growing up as an athlete, um, being outdoors. There's value in it that you just cannot get from being inside, and it, it extends knowing. It, the environment means something different to each and every person. Um, so for me, it's what I've grown up as a soccer player, um, being outside, spending time out at beaches with my family. Um, I want to be able to pass on my love and passion to others. I just think that um, uh, we gain so much from nature and there's so much that um, I think that I could give back. I've always been really interested in conservation biology and I've had some really formative teachers that have taught me a lot and I'd really love to be a part of that for future generations too. Growing up in California, we always had droughts and water issues and that was the first thing that really got me into looking into environmental reasons. Um, and so that's one of the main things that motivated me to look more into conservation and environmental management. Um, that's why I'm here. I think that environmental problems are kind of the defining work of our time right now. And so there's um, no better place to be. And it's also kind of our duty as a person to do it. And it just feels very meaningful to be making an actual change in your environment and moving forward in the world, I think. And I like being outside. <laughs> I kind of always knew I wanted to work in the environmental uh, field. I think growing up in Asheville and being exposed to nature and being able to, you know, hike and do a lot of different outdoor activities as a kid really helped me with that. But I think I also, um, growing up, saw kind of like the different effects of like climate change like we saw a lot of in my childhood like um, pretty severe storms here in North Carolina even you know the impacts of hurricanes and stuff like that so that kind of like led me to um, wanting to have a career in this field and kind of wanting to be able to like be part of um, a solution I guess to that sort of thing. Something that I've taken notice of upon reviewing these interviews is that where and how people were raised plays a big role in the importance they place upon the state of the environment. Even my own conversations with my cohort have shown this. It seems like the vast majority of coastal and marine system students are themselves from regions nearing the coast, regardless of whether that's the west coast or east coast of the United States or outside of the country altogether. It all seems to lead to a greater sense of environmental awareness. And as we'll see, it also plays into what particular issues they focus on. I guess the main environmental issue right now that I like cannot get over is bycatch and um, how, how many ghost traps, um, so uh, fishing nets that are left um, in the ocean, basically people are putting their trash in the ocean or they'll lose it um, through rough waters um, because we get marine mammals and sea turtles, but then pretty much everybody else gets stuck in it too. Um, and it's it's a really big debris problem and it's, it's honestly pretty heartbreaking that, you know, we're affecting their climate, but then we're also 
quite literally trashing their habitat. So I think that's my main concern right now is just trying to make their habitat livable because I think they're a really resilient species, but we can't continue to degrade their environment as we are right now. Probably um, wetlands loss and degradation because I grew up um, on Long Island near like the bays and there was a lot of salt marshes and things like that. So I love um, spending time in that type of environment and um, wetlands provide so much for people who live near them and for the world as a whole. Well, I'm a sucker for that mag- megafauna, so I think I'd probably pick biodiversity. Uh, why? Um... I think biodiversity, like, I know there's, like, bigger challenges like climate change and plastic pollution, but I think biodiversity just captures my imagination more. Um, And I really, I think that's also one of the ones that, like, one person can make more of an impact versus, like, corporations really need to get involved in climate change. Big question. (laughs) Um, If I had to pick a pet environmental issue, it would be something related to fisheries, probably making sure that diverse perspectives are represented in decision-making when it comes to fisheries management. Um, Just because, you know, the oceans is our largest commons, like, shared resource amongst, like, all of the people on Earth. So I think it's really important to make sure that the decision-making process is equitable, and I'm just really interested in seeing what I can bring to the table to facilitate that process. Um, I mean, so I'm generally, I'm generally focused on, on fisheries and seafood. Um, uh, I think that they're particularly interesting systems because they're, they're you know, the, the issue of open access, you know, um, and the issue of, of conflict and these, and really what I always go back to uh, is this conflict between how do we allocate natural resources, how do we conserve them and use them, and seafood to me I think is a really pressing issue, particularly given that it's the home of kind of like the last you know, fishermen are kind of the last wild capture, like the last hunter-gatherers in the world. And so I think there are a lot of interesting questions there. Um, I mostly, I mean, as a CEM, obviously ocean issues, um, but I'm really interested in ones that combine resource economics and social issues with the um, kind of ecology that we see in the world. Yeah, I'm... um still in the process of, you know, figuring out everything, but um, I'm really interested in kind of coastal resilience to climate change as well as kind of wetland ecology and management and kind of like how those two fields kind of come together. I think I would say destruction of wetlands um, because they're such, for one thing, such beautiful natural environments um, that we don't, I don't think we protect them enough and they provide so many important ecosystem services that we really need to survive, especially as climate change keeps increasing. Something that I also noticed while transcribing and reviewing these interviews was that there's a general sort of dismay around environmentalism. Not to go as far as to say it's hopelessness, but collectively, it seems that students agree that a certain level of optimism is borderline required to become an environmental professional in the current day. The interviewers asked students to name a few characteristics that they believe define what makes a good environmental professional. And if you listen, you'll notice some commonalities between their answers. Passionate. Detail-oriented. And... Outgoing. Open-minded. Patient. 
determined and empathetic. I think driven comes to mind as well. I'm, I'm gonna have to steal yours. I think I might go with creative as well. I think that's really important. Um, patient, that's a big one. And maybe hopeful. I think compassion and forward thinking are really essential. I think you need to be compassionate to lots of different types of people, even if you might think that you're addressing the issue from different angles, um, because at the end of the day, we're all on this earth, and I think our purpose is to protect it. So we're all gonna work towards that together. Dedicated, um, conscience, it's like environmentally conscious. Um, good communicator. <laughs> Thoughtful, um, passionate for sure. Um, and energetic. It's a field I think where people can get kind of, I don't know, there's a lot of like kind of doom and gloom around climate change as there should be, but I think you have to kind of have like energy to not be, yeah, not get too sad. Passionate, patient, um, determined, and hopeful. Clearly having a sense of hope and determination is important for being successful in this field, which just so happened to be the subsequent question posed to the cohort. Environmentally speaking, what's something that gives you hope here today? I think seeing like stories, especially of like really small communities that are making a change for how they manage their resources and connect to the environment. And um, I think that keeps me grounded in like seeing like global issues that are really scary and seeing like the small work that is happening on the so ground. like bit by bit community yes. by community and seeing how like those connections can like really make a change for those people in the community and can be translated to like bigger change all of the legislation pushed by the uh, biden administration has really made me very hopeful and i'm also really hopeful um because a lot of my friends, even if they're not in the environmental field, are really knowledgeable about these issues. And again, I think that education is one of the strongest ways that we can fight climate change. Um, and so many of my friends have really seen that this is an issue that affects everyone, um, obviously, especially low-income and minority people um, the most. This will sound cheesy, but I feel like the people in my program, meeting them, we've only known each other a few months, but everyone is just so passionate about specific interests or environmental issues or things like that, and everyone is so excited to like get out into the real world and start working on these issues. So all the people I've met so far at Duke, definitely. I think, well, like being part of the Nicholas School and seeing all of these smart people around me that really want to make a difference and that are intelligent and they're looking for solutions and then I have a couple like Instagrams that I follow that are like you know these people like coming up with really cool new materials that like decrease waste and like decrease um, emissions like that's so cool I think there's it's really easy to look focus on the negative but there's so many people working on this problem and that's what gives me hope. Something that gives me hope is the people that are standing around us right now at this um event that we're at right now. Um, I have, through 
um, the Nicholas School of the Environment, I've just met so many people that are so passionate about the environment in general, but also like a lot of specific issues and just their enthusiasm for the environment and the desire to collaborate and see each other um, achieve our goals um, has been very, very inspiring so far. And I have no doubt that all of these people are going to make really positive impacts on the world. So I think really just being here, I've, this day has been so exciting for me. Um, getting to be around so many cool people who are so passionate about similar things that I am and who have passions in different areas. Um, it's very inspiring to be around all these people. I think something that really gives me hope and something that I identify strongly with is my generation. Um, I'm at the very back end of Gen Z, um, but I see a lot of activism and a lot of interest and passion around the climate movement. Um, among young people, and I think that that is really, really hopeful for the future, and hopefully I can be a, a good member of that generation and, and that's a good fight. We're going to end today's episode on this note of hope. I guess I wasn't surprised to hear how much inspiration environmental students get from each other. The environmental challenges we face are pretty daunting for individuals, institutions, and society. Not only do we need to work together, but I suspect knowing that we aren't alone will be important to sustaining enthusiasm and momentum in a difficult profession. Thanks for listening to Seize the Day. Today's episode was written and edited by Jake Whistler. Lisa Campbell and Junyao Gu conducted the interviews with help from Stephanie Hillsgrove. Special thanks to the master's students who agreed to be interviewed. Maeve Arthur, Ali Barbaro, Isaac Benica, Katrina Burnhouse, Taylor Coleman, Laura Exer, Aline Laval, Hugh Chipperone, Hayden Dubnitsky, Jasmine Pappas, Stephanie Pipas, and Andy Sayeski. You can learn more about them on our Seize the Day website at sites.duke.nicholas.edu slash seize the day. Our theme music was written and recorded by Joe Morton, and our artwork is by Stephanie Hillsgrove. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Seize the Day Pod. And if you liked today's episode, Leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.